Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Coast to coast in Canada, across North America, and around the globe on the internet, this is Raceline on the Raceline Radio Network, presented by Subaru. And Raceline is driven by the Subaru WRX and WRX STI Performance for the Authentic Enthusiast, by the Subaru BRZ Authentic Sports Car Performance, by Fast Eddie Speedwear. Canada's motorsports brand and by General Tire anywhere is possible. Fabulous to have you with us once again. It's your Subaru Canada presentation of your National Radio Motorsport Authority, the Raceline Radio Network. I'm Eric Thomas, your host and anchor. And from the Raceline All-Stars, look at this. Will Erskine is back this week, subbing for Will Weber as our Supreme Commander in Raceline Master Control. Coming up, McLaren F1's Daniel Ricciardo. After his breakthrough win of the Italian Grand Prix at Monza, he's a very animated fellow, in case you didn't know. We are back to the Raceline bookshelf already to open Al Unser Jr., a checkered past, his professional and personal life, told by best-selling author and special guest Jade Gers. And we have a few more entries, certainly, for the Subaru Raceline Mailbag Trivia Contest. In the race wrap news, NASCAR Cup bashes through their playoff at Bristol. IndyCar's down to their last two, and there's loads of follow-up from the F1 Italian Grand Prix. So for race fans anywhere and everywhere, powerful sport, powerful radio. It's our 29th year on the air across Canada. This is the Raceline Radio Network. This is Lewis Hamilton, and you're listening to Raceline Radio. Sportsnet 590, the fan. Eric Thomas, Raceline on the Raceline Radio Network. Here comes the latest news on the Raceline Race Wrap, brought to you by Fast Eddie Speedwear, Canada's motorsports brand. This week, we officially welcome back Fast Eddie and the Hackinson family to the Raceline Radio Network family as a broadcast partner for a fall and winter campaign. Ed Hackinson and daughter Jamie were on the air with us when we started Raceline Radio 29 years ago. Now, just in time for our 30th anniversary, they are back promoting their cutting-edge Fast Eddie Speedwear brand of racing apparel. Welcome home, Fast Eddie. Thank you, Eric. We're going to have some fun with this brand. You're going to hear a lot more from us on the Fast Eddie program and our Speedwear program. We're now on Raceline Radio, and we're going to grow both of those entities we're not going to back off and you're going to see fast eddie speedwear grow a lot in the next couple of years fast eddie going to present the Raceline race wrap news each and every week besides a few other little things which are good nascar cup their playoff under the lights bristol tennessee final dash of the round of 16 kyle larson snatching the lead from kevin harvick with four to go to score his sixth nascar cup win of the season to advance to the round of 12 harvick was held up by chase elliott as payback for earlier contact allowing larson to catch him Harvick and Elliott exchanging unpleasantries in the pits afterwards. Eliminated from the playoff, Reddick, Almirola, McDowell, and Kurt Busch. Cup clippings are going to try the season-launching clash on a temporary oval at the Los Angeles Coliseum football stadium. 
Okay. NASCAR announcing the 2022 Cup schedule. 39 total races. Starts Feb 20 at Daytona. Concludes November the 6th at Phoenix, Arizona. NASCAR Xfinity at Bristol. A.J. Allmendinger in a sideways crash and bash with Austin Sindrick. Canada's Alex LeBay, 19th. Truck playoff at Bristol as well. Chandler Smith wins that. Canada Stewart Friesen, 4th. He advances to the round of 8. General Tire presents the NASCAR Canada and ARCA report. General Tire anywhere is possible. Go to generaltire.ca to find the best dealer in generals for your vehicle. Arca at Bristol. Ty Gibbs again. That's his 10th, but Sammy Smith wins the East title. NASCAR Canada got the first half of the twin bill at Flamborough Speedway in at least. Former guest Andrew Ranger won that. EHR's Brett Taylor, a very nice third. Shea Gemmel, 13th. Sam Fellows, 14th. Alex Tagliani, 4th. He leads the points. Tacking on two races at Delaware, London for 1290 CJBK September the 24th and the 26th, replacing the Raynaud at Chaudier, Quebec, and the second race at Flamborough for Global News Radio 900 CHML. Ranger, by the way, claiming this year's Avion RS1 Cup Series uh, title as well. We, of course, were talking about that series earlier on this season. IndyCar's second-last race of the campaign, Laguna Seca, California. Alex Pelot did exactly what he had to do to stay ahead of Pato Award in the points parade. Pelot, second behind race winner and dominator Colton Herta, Award arriving fifth. So Alex Pelot leads Award by 35 into the season closer at Long Beach, September the 26th. Romain Grosjean, third, first podium for him, an inspired drive. Canadians, Hinchcliffe, 20th, Kellett, 23rd. Some notes, 17 race 2022 schedule just released includes Toronto, July 17th after forced darkness the last two summers because of, yeah, COVID. Five ovals with a doubleheader at Iowa, five road courses, five street circuits. Former guest Ryan Hunter Ray will not be back with Andretti Autosport next season. Well, we kind of knew that. 15 wins including the 2014 Indianapolis 500 and the 2012 IndyCar Championship. Very good numbers. No word, though, on the status of Canada's James Hinchcliffe of the Andretti squad. Not yet, anyway. Coming up, going to head back to the Raceline Bookshelf in Part 1 with best-selling author Jade Gers. Al Unser Jr., A Checkered Pass, the name of the book, a story of little Al's life, his racing success, and his personal battles and recovery. The Road to Indy, Lights with Two at Laguna Seca, and Kyle Kirkwood wins both of them to take back the points lead. Canada's Devlin Francesco finishing ninth and eighth, Antonio Cerevelli skipping the West Coast swing. Sports cars, IMSA tidying up from a late race start at Laguna Seca last week to kick off a run of four races to wind up their 2021 campaign. Taylor Albuquerque Turkey won DP1 and first overall. Jensen Keating took LMP2. Tandy Miller, GTLM, GTD win to Sellers Snow. Canada's Roman DeAngelis and Ross Gunn fifth in the GTD category. Porsches together fast at Indianapolis. Canada's own Parker Thompson finishing second in race one and he won race two. Good stuff. Parker returns as a show guest here next week to talk about adding television to his workload. The Rally News is presented by the Subaru WRX and WRX STI. The atypical sports cars. World Rally Championship next contest October 3rd. That'll be the Rally Finland. The Canadian Rally Championship has Charlevoix, Tall Pines, and the Big White Left on that schedule. Bikes 2021 Canadian Superbike season wrapping up at Calabogie, Ottawa for City News 1011 FM and AM 1310 with a couple of races and history rewritten as recent Raceline Radio guest 19-year-old Quebec whiz Alex Dumas is now the youngest champion in Canadian pro 
Pro Superbike sweeping the weekend. He's also the first ever rookie champion in class history, too. After a couple of titles in Moto America, Alex chose to ride in Canada, he told us, to allow more time to pursue his pilot's license. It worked out very, very well. World Moto GP, San Marino, Italy. Ducati's Francesco Bagnaia fought off Fabio Cordero to claim a stunning home win, his second in a row, and he led every lap doing it. Drag racing, NHRA, round two of their countdown. The Carolina Nationals at Charlotte. Joshua Hart, an upset win in top fuel. Tim Wilkerson in funny car. Kyle Kerensky took pro stock. Pro stock sage Greg Anderson's win last week at Maple Grove, Pennsylvania. His 97th career victory. And that ties him with the professor and former Raceline Radio guest Warren Johnson. Tied Warren. How about that? You know, I really thought I had a good run going after the Atlanta race. We were on a roll and I just kind of dropped the ball, dropped the ball, couldn't find a way to the winner's circle. And uh, you just got to keep doing what you're doing. Can't give up. You got to keep doing what you're doing. And the old dog, sometimes she comes through for you. So, uh, and to get the Hendrick Automotive Group, their first win. And, and more importantly, Rick Hendrick. I don't think he's ever won a drag race trophy. Well, guess what? Now you have, buddy. Congratulations. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Proof once again, drag racers are the best interviews. Faces in the pits. Our good buddy Norris McDonald, Toronto Star Wheels, writing about the sad loss of Mr. Rudy Bartling. He emigrated to Canada from Germany 10 years after the end of the Second World War. He connected with Canadian racing legends like Ludwig Heimrath and Horace Kroll and others. Uh, Bartling ran primarily at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. It was Mosport then, but also contested the 12 hours of Sebring 18 times, the most of any Canadian driver, and the 24 hours of Daytona once in a while as well. A fellow inductee in the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame with Norris and I, Bartling was described, and accurately too, as Canada's most experienced endurance racer. Godspeed, Rudy Bartling, and thanks for the story, Norris. And that'll do it for this week on the Raceline Race Wrap, brought to you by Fast Eddie Speedwear, Canada's motorsports brand, fasteddiespeedwear.com. Your questions, opinions, and comments and headlines and issues in the sport are always welcomed. Share your thoughts and theories with your fellow gearheads across the network. Could win you the grand prize in the Subaru Raceline Mailbag Trivia Contest we play in a few short minutes. Okay, Mr. Erskine, let's work in another pit stop if we can, but coming right up, F1 Italian and Grand Prix winner Daniel Ricardo. Then part one with author Jade Gers in his new book, Al Unser Jr., A Checkered Past. This is Raceline, presented by Subaru. For more info and news on WRX, WRX STI, and BRZ, see your local Subaru dealer and click Subaru.ca. This is the Raceline Radio Network. This is Ryan hunter Ray, and you're listening to Raceline Radio. Sportsnet 590. 590. The Fan. You're hurtling along safely with Canada's National Radio Motorsport Authority, the Raceline Radio Network. I'm Eric Thomas. Daniel Ricciardo's win of the Italian Grand Prix at Monza moved some pretty big numbers. The Australian's first win in three seasons, his first win for McLaren, and the first win in just about ten seasons for the team. So courtesy of Formula One Media and Sky Sports F1, here's some re-ask post-race questions for Daniel Ricciardo on Raceline Radio. Daniel, obviously a huge, huge win. What does it all mean? I mean, it all has to seem a little overwhelming. I, I, I don't know. Like, I've, I've done a few interviews since the race, and I probably said something different for each, for each interview. Like, today was something, but the whole year, the whole year has been, been something. Something like a little foreign for me, something that's been more challenging. 
I think than than I've had before. And we're an international sport, so everyone's everyone's been aware of like some of the struggles that I've had this year. To come back from that, like not only to to win, but as a team to get a one-two. I don't know. It's just it's crazy. Even before Friday, but I knew after Friday, like we we had something this weekend, and I think that's why I was so so kind of like just fired up is because I knew that it could have been a little bit better and I just didn't want to waste that opportunity and obviously I haven't had many this year or put myself in that position so yeah I think from that moment on it was pretty much on I definitely try not to make or dictate my life happiness around the sport because it's been three and a half years since I won so I'd be pretty miserable most of the time a lot's happened since Monaco 2018 so to be back here in this moment that I think that's why we love the sport like it makes all those crappier days worth it and it's it's simple as that there's like a high that you get from this this moment right now that I'll probably watch this interview in a few days time and I'll be like oh I actually said that like I still I'm still kind of floating right now to be honest and uh, that's what it does and that's what draws you back in it's it it's wild <laughs> Valtteri thinks it's the uh, it's the bubbly maybe there's a bit of that the it's combination a, it's just wild there's been lows this year but like deep down I, I never lost faith or the belief and I think I just also needed to step back and I think that's where having some time off in August helped and I, I truly think that that helped was there a point in the race that you felt uh oh we might have a chance to blow this and, and not actually win it I never really had to properly defend so like he was there but I knew if I didn't make a mistake it was going to be hard for him to unless he kind of sent a little bit of a Hail Mary it was going to be tough for him to pass and I think where it became where I felt I was a little vulnerable was at the end of that stint where the tires were going off but I believe the others were suffering as well so in my head I was thinking we were going to be vulnerable in that moment but I pitted and I think everyone else pitted as well so I think we were all struggling at the same moment when we came back out in the lead that I was like all right we've we've got this today like unless something unfortunate happens like we we can really win this race and from that moment on it was like I think that's when you kind of just any last bit of belief that you need you top it up and you're like all right well someone's gonna have to take it from me today otherwise uh we're winning this we're winning this thing 10 years or just about 10 years since McLaren won a Formula One Grand Prix what this means for the team is enormous too, isn't it? Um, you know, I've only been a part of this team for, call it six months. Um, obviously, Lando can speak more about his time here and, yeah, like the growth with the team. Um, but, you know, for me, it was obviously Lando's had podiums this year and it was all about me just, you know, trying to improve my results and, and get up on that, get up on the box, you know. And uh, even like personally, Monza, as I said, it's a track I've always done well on, but never been on the podium. And it's it's one of the coolest podiums on the calendar. So to like do it all and then like go straight to the top with a win and then to get a one, two, like I, I know last year, Carlos, you know, finished second and second was huge for the team, but he was, you know, there was, there was some kind of frustration because it was like uh, maybe a few more laps, we would have had a chance to win. So like the team probably held on to a bit of that and then to come here a year later and get a one two it's like it's it's unreal um and uh, i think like more than anything us as drivers and us as a team need to just enjoy enjoy today enjoy the next few days um i'm glad we've got a week off to to actually embrace the moment if you're going to do it do it properly 
We again thank Formula One Media and Sky Sports F1 for use of that sound. Italian Grand Prix winner Daniel Ricciardo on Raceline Radio. Okay, well, let's do another pit stop. But up next, your entries and comments for the Subaru Raceline email bag trivia contest. Then best-selling author Jade Gerse and his new book on Al Unser Jr. This is the Raceline Radio Network. Hi, this is Jimmy Johnson, and you're listening to Raceline Radio. Sportsnet 's National Radio Motorsport Authority, the Raceline Radio Network. Yes, indeed. I'm Eric Thomas. Check out my Thomas Tales and Inside Track Motorsport News Magazine, a new tales in the brand new issue out now. You can also view Thomas Tales at sportsnet.ca. So here we go once again with the Subaru Raceline Mailbag Trivia Contest. Another grand prize pack to claim if you qualify by answering these Subaru trivia questions correctly in your emailed comments. You wouldn't want to. Answer them incorrectly, would you? No. Entries go into the break drum with a winner drawn at random at the end of the on-track racing season. Staying with this qualifying question for a little while longer, it is this one. <clears throat> for over 20 years, the Subaru WRX and the WRX STI included Impreza, remember that, in its model name. But in what year did the WRX and the WRX STI become standalone models, not tied to the Impreza? I'll ask that again. For over 20 years, the Subaru WRX and WRX STI included Impreza in its model name. In what year did the WRX and the WRX STI become standalone models not tied to the Impreza? All right? Pretty straightforward. Use eric at racelineradio.ca to connect and enter the trivia contest and your chance to win the prize pack. That's eric at racelineradio.ca, capital E-R-I-K, the symbol at Raceline Radio, like one big word, no gap, dot C-A, eric at racelineradio.ca. You want to enter via Facebook and Instagram, we can fix you up there. The address is Raceline Radio Network, three words all pushed together with no gaps, Raceline Radio Network, Raceline Radio Network, the address for Facebook and Instagram. Twitter will also get you in here as well if you want to go that route. And that address is at ET Raceline, at ET Raceline. The symbol at, capital E, capital T, capital R, A C E L I N E. Okay? Uh, the Twitter address again, at ET Raceline. So to the mailbag uh, we go. And uh, we started off with uh, Bonnie Weller. Listens Monday nights at 9 or after the game on TSN 690 in Montreal. Hi, Eric. Really like the show. Thank you so much, Bonnie. I've listened a long time, but not all 29 years, but at least the last 10. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. I, She says, I don't think our Canadian F1 drivers, Eric, get enough coverage. I know you always mention where they finish in a race, and you've had them on the show before, but the F1 telecasts don't seem to pay much attention to these guys. I guess you have to be running in the top three to get mentioned. I enjoy watching Stroll and Latifi getting better and stronger. I miss seeing them here in Montreal, hoping the Grand Prix is back next year. I don't think I could handle three years in a row because of COVID. Well, we certainly uh, say here, here to that, Bonnie. We uh, we do hear what you're saying there. Uh, Bonnie Weller in Montreal, listening on TSN 690 Montreal. Uh, you know what? It, it's, it's one of those things, I suppose, if you're not running in the top, you don't get mentioned. I mean, we can see them, and they do mention, you know, Lance Stroll and Nick Latifi, uh, you know, as much as I think they need to they're not running at the front and it's you know because this points battle is is so heated 
between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, you know, you, you do go back a little while, but that obviously, uh, from a telecast standpoint, is the main focus of that. And yeah, it may be at the expense of, uh, of the Canadian uh, pilots, but yeah, Latifi getting better in qualifying and certainly Lance Stroll, and we just announced in the news that he and, uh, are, is back with the, with his dad's team, you know, uh, and and that's a good thing because I think he's he's getting better all the time, and it's it's unusual he doesn't finish somewhere uh, in in the top ten. So, you know, uh, yeah, it is what it is, and yeah, you get you always like to see your your Canadian guys mentioned more, but I think from a telecast standpoint, it's it's pretty much what we can expect right now, and I don't know if it's if it's going to change. If we ever get uh, Crofty on David Croft, I'll ask him about that, and he no doubt will will kind of chuckle a little bit. I got time for Jack Nesbitt. Listen Saturdays at 5 in Ottawa on City News 101, 1 FM and 1310 AM sends this message. Answer to your Subaru trivia questions. Eric is, uh, the, you're right, the Subaru WRX and the STI separated from the Impreza brand. Way to go, Jack. Eric, what is going on with my favorite driver uh, in IndyCar, James Hinchcliffe? Is he back with Michael Andretti's team next year or what? We know Ryan Hunter-Ray won't be and Marco's already gone. I know Hinch has been having a terrible season, but I hope he's back next year to try and remedy that. Jack Nest, uh, Nesbitt, pardon me, sorry, Jack, in, in Ottawa. Uh, yeah, we have a message in to Andretti Autosport asking about the status of Hinchcliffe. I'm still awaiting a reply on that. You know, I hope he's back. I don't think he's done driving, but he's had a terrible year, and yeah, it would be good to see him get back with Michael Andretti to try and fix it next year. Send us your entries and your comments. Do need to hear from you. Eric at RacelineRadio.ca, Facebook and Instagram, Raceline Radio Network, and on Twitter at ET Raceline. Uh, for over 20 years, Subaru WRX and the STI included Impreza in its model name. In what year did the WRX and the STI become standalone models not tied to the Impreza? Let's plot in another pit stop right here. Well, but up next, best-selling author Jade Gers and his brand new book, Alan Sir Jr., A Checkered Past. This is Raceline, presented by the Subaru BRZ Sports Coupe. For more specs, see your local Subaru dealer and go to Subaru.ca slash BRZ. This is the Raceline Radio Network. This is Martin Truex Jr. and you're listening to Raceline Radio. Sportsnet 590. 590. The Fan. Back, y'all. It's Raceline Coast to Coast on the Raceline Radio Network. Lots of mighty fine literary releases this fall dealing with our sport. Just finished John Oriovitz's book on the Indy Split. And we're about to flip open another Octane Press release on the life and career of a pivotal member of the Unser Racing family. Al Unser Jr., a checkered past, tells the story of little Al's success on the racetrack, his impact on Canadian racing and racers, his struggles with drugs and alcohol, and his recovery to help young drivers succeed. Our guest, best-selling author of this book, here's Jade Gers, part one on Raceline Radio. His impact on the Canadian story might be undeniable, but for you overall, what convinced you that this was the right time to help Al tell his story, warts and all, and publish this book? Why, why now? 
it was really a scenario where I had written a book with John Andretti yep. uh, before he passed. He's just was such a wonderful human being and yeah. uh, love his family. It happens that John's family attorney also is Al Jr.'s attorney. Okay. And Al had actually been thinking about the time was right for him to do a book. And he actually took an online course on how to write a book okay. and decided that his story was a little too important for him to do it as a, as a, a writing rookie. <laughs> yeah. so they reached out to me and yeah. I, I couldn't say yes. Fast enough. Uh, he and I have crossed paths uh, in the past, and I, I was really thrilled they asked me to help uh, put his story into words. Yeah, it, and it's important to note that he wanted to write this book himself, but decided his story was complex and emotional, and as as you said, important. Did you have to steer him in a different process or timeline, Jade, from what he may have had in mind originally when he wanted to do it himself? Or did he pretty much follow your roadmap on how the story should unfold? Because whenever you're doing one of these books, and you're the, you're the pro, not me, but in observation, you've got to do these very carefully. Did you have to steer him away from what he wanted to do to get this done? No. Um, we When he and I first talked, um, I hate to say ground rules because that hmm. doesn't sound quite right, <laughs> but we kind of set the parameters. Yeah. He admitted right up front, I want to be honest. I want to tell things that maybe don't even make me look very good. Yeah. Uh, but to him, telling the truth was very important. He feels like if there are people out there that may be struggling with uh, um, issues of alcohol or drugs that uh, right. maybe his story can be a, a, a lesson or a, a guide of how, A, how not to do it, but B, how to kind of come back from from yeah. that trouble. So um, so he was very open, very honest. Um, boy, we, you know, we shared so much. Yeah. Uh, and I think the news conference that you joined us with, he admitted uh, – there were times when we'd have to stop. Yes. He, he just became too emotional. And, and I, I, you know, it was, I sort of based my response on, on him. And, um, I, I give him all, all the credit in the world for being open and honest about, uh, about his life. Yeah. That's, that's amazing to, to learn that it got so emotional that he had to stop because he was in a flood of tears. But I mean, he told you right up, up front that he wanted to be a hundred percent open about this. And I don't think he disappointed, did he? No, he, he really didn't. Um, and there were times when, um, honestly, he was very open about himself and his struggles, but, uh, didn't want to, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. He didn't want to throw anyone else under the bus or, sure. uh, yeah. he was always very careful about, uh, you know, telling his story and not trying to, uh, you know, to bring down anyone else. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it, that, that was not always easy, but, uh, he just, he was so good to work with that, uh, I think that the book, um, I, I think both race fans and people that may be struggling with some of his issues, mm -hmm. uh, will, uh, 
we'll really get a lot out of it. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Jade Gers, author of the book, Al Unser Jr., A Checkered Past from Octane Press, is our special guest across Canada on the Raceline Radio Network. From his two Indianapolis 500 wins in 92 and 94 as part of the first family of the Indy 500, nine Unser wins of the Classic in total, his two IndyCar championships, his downfall, multiple arrests for DWI, mental health issues, substance abuse, you've touched on it. The life of Al Unser Jr. has been called turbulent, Jade, but fascinating. You obviously have to agree with that but but you needed it to come off as genuine was this a tough one for you to do um yes and no um it was it was tough in the sense that he and i became quite close while working on this so stories that were emotional for him became emotional for me as as the author yeah um to take his words I really felt the pressure to present his words in a way that was uh, honest and straightforward. I, I didn't want to try to glorify anything. I've written books in the past where I, you know, I, I admit to making some of these drivers uh, more heroic than maybe was always. <laughs> was yeah. always necessary. I know what you. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but with Al Junior. Um, you know, we, we, we talked about so many great racing stories as well. I, I don't want people to think this is only, um, bad news, you know, yeah. a down or, yeah. um, you know, that, that Hunter family are, were full of characters and, and <laughs> he really portrays them beautifully. And, uh, you know, his career, uh, you mentioned some of his accomplishments. Yeah. He really, uh, was amazing behind the wheel. So we certainly get all the, the good behind the scenes stories good, of good. Uh, being at the racetrack. Yeah. So uh, that's definitely in there as well. You know, it's interesting too, Jade, that, that Al said that his dad, Big Al, and his late uncle Bobby before he passed were kind of scared of this book and what it might reveal. It, is there a reason for that? I mean, if you're telling the truth, is there a reason to be frightened of what becomes public? You know, are the Uncers very, very private people? Is that, is that why there's fear there? Um, I'm not sure about private, but they they felt like he was taking a risk by admitting to so much. I see. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's gone through so much that was, you know, it was in all the tabloids and it, it, it made for, you know, sensationalism and, and all of that. So it's not that this was a total secret that he had his struggles, but I think for them, it was emotional to see him put it in a context. Um, yeah. You know, where he, he laid it all out. You know, he really was uh, very open about everything. So I, I, I think their, their being scared was concerned for him that, you know, maybe he's uh, admitting too much or something. But uh, Al was very, um, very headstrong from day one about, look, this is, this is my story and right, I want right. to, I want to be open about it. So yeah. uh, there were days when the, he talked to them and then, call me and he'd say, man, they're scared if I, you know, if I say this or that, but, uh, uh, but I, I, you know, I, I think that's just his family. Um, I don't know if being protective is the word, but they just, they're, they are concerned, uh, that, uh, he, you know, he'll say things that, that people might hold against him, but uh, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I, I think that's a natural in any family. Is, I suppose, you yeah. Know, you kind of, yeah. you know, care for each other or you, you know, bring them close and 
they're, they're just, they want, want to make sure that, uh, you know, that this is handled well. And so we'll, we'll see. I think people are going to really appreciate that honesty or appreciate no his yeah. openness. No uh, doubt. I'm encouraged by that. There is part one with author Jade Gers in his best-selling book, Al Unser Jr., A Checkered Past from Octane Press, due for an October release. We'll have part two with Jade on the book next week on Raceline Radio. Okay, well, let's prep for the final pit stop, then we'll be back for the last lap and what's in store for next week's show and more. This is Raceline, presented by Subaru, powered by the heart-pounding WRX-STI, rally-proven, street-legal. This is the Raceline Radio Network. Hi, this is Al Unser Jr. We're coming right back on Raceline Radio. Sportsnet Thomas, it's Raceline across Canada on the Raceline Radio Network. That white flag right there signals one more lap to do. So here's what we're ramping up for you for next week's program from the Raceline Bookshelf, part two with author Jade Gers on his bestseller, Alan Sir Jr., A Checkered Past, Little Al's Racing Life, His Impact on Canadian Racing, and His Personal Struggles. We welcome back Red Deer Alberta's Parker Thompson, balancing a racing and rapidly expanding television career plus more than a few entries with commentary for the Subaru Raceline Mailbag Trivia Contest. But when checkers fly, we say goodbye. Enormous Raceline thanks going out to Daniel Ricardo, Formula One Media and Sky Sports F1, Jade Gers, Ed Hackinson, and Fast Eddie Speedwear. Huge thanks to Will Erskine, subbing for Will Weber this week as Raceline Radio Supreme Commander and all of our operators, producers, directors, and race fans across our network. So from all of us at Raceline Radio, I'm Eric Thomas, still reminding you because we have to use your head to stop the spread. Raceline Coast to Coast on the Raceline Radio Network, presented by Subaru, has been driven by the Subaru WRX, WRX STI, and BRZ Subaru's Performance Powerhouse by Fast Eddie Speedwear, Canada's motorsports brand, and by General Tire. Anywhere is possible. We'll do this all again next week, and we'll do it right here on your national radio motorsport authority, the Raceline Radio Network.